This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek here. And Jason. Derek, Tom Brady, back in the news as always, right? Football season a couple of weeks away. Yeah. But Tom Brady... Tom's terrific, man. Practicing hard with his team? Not exactly. So Tom Brady left his team about 10 days ago, said he had to work on some personal things. There's been all sorts of speculation what it's about. It is very odd. There's always an air of mystery when someone says personal reasons. What are those personal reasons? Tom is a huge celebrity, so people, you know, minds start racing. He's a huge celebrity. Also, there's nobody more committed to his craft than Tom Brady is, and for him to take a leave of absence of 10, I think going on 11 days now. Missed two preseason games. Missed two preseason games on the eve of the season starting. I mean, a little exaggeration, right? One more game. Week and a half away, the season starts, I think Labor Day weekend or Thursday after. For him to take this leave of absence, there's something happening here. And it's not just normal, this is what Tom Brady does because he's in his 23rd season or whatever. This is something is going on. A lot of speculation, Masked Singer, that was the speculation. <laughs> People right? were thinking that he might appear on The Masked Singer. Uh, obviously, that show is now taking a life of its own and has a lot of big celebrities on it. So yes. it's possible that Tom Brady would don the mask, sing a few bars out there, get revealed behind whatever you know sort of absurd costume he was in, and then go play a football season. That's possible because Tom Brady's at this point where he's transitioning away from football. Yes, he's playing this year, but this is probably it. He already retired and unretired once. Right. He is 44 or 43 years old. I think he's 51. <laughs> he might be 52 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he can't do this forever. And I saw it as, oh, possibly he is trying to sort of ease the transition into becoming a public personality in another way. And right. doing the mass Singer is one entree point. We'll talk about, he's actually addressed this now specifically, but before we do, I always thought it was a little bit weird that he would have to leave football for 11 days to go and audition, to, to practice for the mass Singer, right? He could just do How that. How much does it take? Own. Don't you sing he, in the shower? Well, no, no. I mean, he could do it in his own time in whatever city they're they're practicing in with coaches and, you know, money's obviously no expense, sure. so why not? And then just show up for the day of rehearsal and, and then one more day for the actual uh, filming. But in any event, he has now addressed it and he said, he, he, he put out on social media, he said, it wasn't, I wasn't on the mass Singer last week. But in typical CAD Tom Brady fashion says, I was wearing a mask, though. And then he tweets alongside a masked gentleman riding a motorbike while rocking underwear from the Super He made Bowl. a joke, you little scamp. There's a guy in underwear, because Tom Brady also hawks underwear, yeah. right? And it's a guy in white, uh, tight briefs, riding a motorcycle in one of those like absurd ways where you're doing wheelies, and, right. and it's very dangerous. I think is a joke about football players yeah. who have done that and voided their contracts because they got injured off the field. I think he still may be on The Masked Singer. I yeah. think this is part of the ruse, actually. I oh, think him posting this only makes me speculate further that he's on The Masked Singer. I think he wants the big reveal. He wants the, it'll be a storyline during the season. There'll be some ribbing in the locker room, I'm sure, yeah. when you're a singer. There's always a little bit of that. And I still think it's a live story. I don't think he really disabused people of it. He made a joke about the yeah. speculation. Um, anyway, so fantasy football, people are all up in arms about this. What does this mean for the future? Is he going to be less successful because of his... Uh, failure to practice in right. the weeks leading up to the to the first game. 
I think this is a weird storyline. Tom Brady is one of you know the veterans of the league. He doesn't need three preseason games to tune up. Tom Brady needs to get out there. He learns the offense. He learns it's, the playbook. It's weird. It's weird. He's away for ten days. You Ready think so? Does this affect his performance? He, he, so is now this a storyline if he if, if he you know muffs yeah. it a few games I, I, and, and I doesn't think, play well? Yeah. Well, it's certainly a storyline if he's not very good in the first couple uh, games. But Isn't that the storyline that he's very old? Yeah. And in the NFL, <laughs> right? In the NFL, you can't lose a couple of games and just you know get back on it. It could sure. doom your playoff chances and. And obviously, you know, there's other people that have to learn Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't know to learn the game, but the young rookie wide receiver needs to learn Tom Brady. So here's what's interesting. I'll give you a sort of a final point. Tom Brady does what Tom Brady wants to do. And and in in, in, when he was on the Patriots, you know, Bill Belichick was the sort of um, patriarch of that of that team. And you couldn't behave like this ever since he's gone to Tampa and he is. Undis, you know, indisputably the goat, right? Yes. I mean, he is who he is. He's like Michael Jordan at the end of his career with the Wizards. Yeah. He does what he wants. He shows up to practice when he wants, not just thumb his nose at the system, but just because he's Tom Brady and he's yeah. earned that right to sort of yeah. show up to one preseason game. And that's why he left New England because he was tired of right. having the heavy hand of, of Bill Belichick. So Tom Brady's a strange dude, but he has nothing on Gary Busey. Let me tell you about this one of the strangest guys in Hollywood, Gary Busey. So everyone knows, you know, you either he's a pretty polarizing figure already in if you're into movies, right? I like Gary. Busey. I Give love a little background. A lethal Weapon. Uh, a lethal Weapon. He's in Point Break. Yeah. You know, very famously, Give Me Two. Yes. Utah, Give Me Two. Yeah. Um, so he always plays a very sort of eccentric kind of uh, nervy energy yes. character. Yes. He'll be like a cop who's a little bit twitchy. So Gary Pusey has, has earned this reputation. We've also, he's been sort of a TMZ staple for years yes. because he's very colorful during interviews where he'll make these, uh, you know, the five acronyms claw, off five the, hands of the claws of the devil or whatever it was. Yeah, he or he'll, he'll say a word and he'll immediately think of an acronym to plug into that word that gives yeah. you sort of a, a sense of what the word means. Very strange guy. Well, things got sort of serious. He was at a, he was at a, um, sort of Monster Mania, which is a horror convention. Comic-Con type Comic Con type, type thing. thing. Yeah. And several women uh, accused him of inappropriately touching them. You know, these are meet and greets typically where you go up to a desk like this and you take a picture with Gary Busey and he puts his arm around you and you have it to keep and maybe he signs a headshot. Well, a couple women said that he grabbed their butt. Uh, one woman, though, which which sounds like it's something that may happen from time to time or or sort of be misinterpreted while you yes. have your arm around someone. One woman said he tried to unlatch her bra, put his face near her breasts, asked where she got those, and then tried to unlatch her bra. So that's a more serious allegation. There are several of them. One father who sent his daughter to the convention ended up calling cops and saying, my daughter also says she was who growing up by yeah, I, I'm not sure what oh, age okay. she was, but but his, this guy's daughter. I got it, got it, got it. Okay. And and says that so now you have a lot of smoke, and a lot of people filed these reports, and now there are criminal charges against him. I mean, these are this is a sort of inappropriate touching. One of them is a harassment charge. Busey, so he's, yeah, he's charged. Gary Busey does the most bizarre thing in response to being charged with crimes I, I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, the, there's a photograph of him in a park with his pants down. Yes, uh, you know he's sort of sitting on a bench, looking down, and his pants are around his ankles. I'm not sure if this is sort of his Gonzo response. There's also a video that we got um, of a photog at a gas station. Yeah. Um, trying to ask him about what the about these allegations. It's a very, very strange video. We'll play a part of it where he uh, where he responds to the allegations. I mean, what what happened at the event? The women said that you you, you groped them. Didn't happen. Not true. 
So we only cut a small portion. This is actually a longer video that you can check out on our website. It's very strange. So he's at the gas station and the photog is asking him questions and he keeps saying, you're speaking too quickly. Although the photog is not speaking particularly quickly. It's a strange energy in the interaction. Then he asks him some follow-up questions about, you know, what do you say to these allegations? He says, look, this was a 10 second interaction. I had other people, handlers with me who can attest to the fact that nothing happened. Now I've just expressed that in a much more maybe coherent way than Gary Busey did, but he, he, he is flatly denying these allegations. So look, he'll have his day in court. Now he's been charged for these offenses. It's a strange sort of turn of events because while Gary Busey has been seen as eccentric and strange his entire career, we've never heard these types of allegations about him. This is quite serious. It is quite serious. So officially he's been accused, formally accused of groping three women at this event in Cherry Hill, New Jersey that Derek was just talking about, um, including the the allegation they tried to unlatch one woman's bra. I think that he might be in some real trouble here. He seems like a very unsympathetic defendant. You have three women who have come forward. I mean, ever since Deshaun Watson was not charged, I'm not sure I know what, what's up and what's down anymore, yes. but it seems that uh, Gary Busey may have may have some real problems at the yesterday. Yeah, and I want to take a step back. We're in, in, in America, our criminal justice system, we're supposed to punish bad acts and not bad people. Yeah. But obviously that's difficult in practice. And when people think about Gary Busey, they think of, you know, for lack of a better word, a weirdo. Yep. And, and so people are, I think, inclined to believe strange things about people who have a, a sort of a, a strange persona. But I think that's a mistake. That's why we have a criminal justice system. You go in, it's it's whether he committed these acts, not whether Gary Busey makes up strange acronyms. But that's hard in practice is, is what I'm saying is people will form conclusions about this. And I think this kind of story, regardless of the outcome of the of, of the criminal case, will sort of follow him around as part of the lore about Gary Busey. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think that he is forever going to be not just now the eccentric guy who was in some all-time sort of iconic movies, whether they're great or not, they were iconic. Uh, And now he's going to be the guy who not only was in those movies, but also had all these allegations levied against him. A lot will depend on on the result of any criminal or civil proceedings that may or may not be filed against him. Obviously, if he's exonerated, um, then it's better off for him. And if he ultimately has to plead even down to a lesser lesser charge, it's it's bad news for Gary. And it works in reverse, too. I mean, if you have a great reputation, these allegations are harder to stick as well. So I yeah. just think it's sort of an interesting commentary to, that it happened to Gary Busey. I'm, I think this will be something we think about for a long time with him. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Switching gears over to the Finnish Prime Minister, Sana Marin's uh, drug test. So so if we recall a couple of weeks ago, Sana Marin, the Prime Minister of Finland, uh, was accused of partying and being completely intoxicated when she should have been on the job. I mean, it was it was nighttime. It was after hours. But a prime minister, as we discussed, Eric, a prime minister, a president, a head of state of any kind is always on the job. And, you know, Particularly they, when you share a long border with Russia, they have one of the longest borders of Russia with Russia in the world. And they live in, especially over the last couple of years in a perpetual state of fear of the Russian menace. They felt themselves no really not really any different than Ukraine and this huge border with Russia. Um, they jo- now have a f- a formally joined NATO to try and uh, obtain some protection from that. In any event, she didn't deny drinking and partying. She didn't deny drinking and partying. Uh, she did deny some allegations were, were made levied against her that based upon how she appeared in the video that emerged from this party, that she was clearly intoxicated on something more than alcohol. She said in response that she had never done drugs, voluntarily took a drug test, and that drug test came back, and she's clear. Yeah, I- I'm not sure exactly how long the particular drugs she was accused of taking stay in your system or, or the time 
timing of the testing, but I think this was a good move the, by her. The fact that she jumped at the opportunity to immediately take a dr- drug test, regardless of sort of the scientific efficacy of the, uh, efficacy of the drug a great test, look. it's a great look for Absolutely. her, right? You, it's sort of the kind of thing, if you're accused of lying, hop up and down and say, I'll take a, a lie detector test any time. And that gives you a lot of credibility within the, you know, w- Without question. the view of the public. And I don't want to minimize, it does say something, it does say you're not a habitual yeah. drug user who always has sort of drugs in their system or anything like that. It does disabuse people of, of that. What do you think this does to her political future? I mean, she's young, vivacious. She could have a very, very long political career. Um, I, I think it but works does out. this derail it? Or I think now it this... works out really well for her now. Yeah. Give it, given that she, this sort of over now, right? She was out, fully admitted she was out. And, and you know, the video, just to revisit it for a second, I, I think there were a couple things at play here. Number one, she was clearly intoxicated and something she hasn't denied. Number two... She's a married woman. She had a ring on her finger and she was sitting in sort of being very flirtatious, sitting on the man's sure. a man's lap and being very flirtatious with the man. And we've talked about this in sort of a, you know, the way that we would perceive a man doing a similar thing to a woman doing something similar. If the man in whose lap she was sitting was the prime minister, my guess is that it would be more of a boys uh, being boys kind of thing than than yeah. criticism. What do you think? I think, that, yeah, I think that's I think that's right. There's a there's a tinge of misogyny involved yeah. with sort of taking a woman to task for having fun with her girlfriends on a night. I also, you know, your wife is is Finnish. So yes. what is the cultural dimension of all of this? Because we in America have very puritanical values, even if we don't hold them up all the time. If if you're sort of a married woman out on the town that could run up against sort of our value system here, what's yeah. it like in Finland? Is it a little more laissez-faire about those things? Yeah, a little more laissez-faire. Well, two things at play, and they go to opposite. You can read them in totally opposite ways. So it's more laissez-faire in that sex in Europe is not as frowned upon as it is here. They're far less puritanical than we are here throughout Europe and truly in Finland. The Finns also are, over there, the, but the Finns are also a very reserved people. Yep. Like uh, th- certainly the alcoholism in Finland is a huge problem. There's a lot of alcohol consumed, but they're a very reserved people. They don't party the way that Americans do. And so I think this kind of, uh, you know, I'm making this term up, but American style partying strikes the Finns or had the risk of, of, painting her with a brush that maybe is not fair that we wouldn't paint her with here um, uh, because they are such a reserved people. You just don't see this kind of hardcore partying. partying. At least I haven't. Sure. Granted, I've always been with my wife, but nevertheless, maybe I think you don't get invited to the cool parties. I think that's the right. I think that's true. That's, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, one other interesting part of this to me before we move on is Santa Marin. I, you typically in America don't know the name of the Finnish prime minister, but it sort of put her on the global stage. Yes. Maybe not in the best light possible, but I think, you know, all press is good press in some sense. Now the Finnish prime minister is a name on the tip of people's tongues. And I think maybe just maybe long term, since she didn't have any drugs in her system, this sort of raises them in the sort of mindset of the global community. I don't think there's anything that our listeners would like to hear about less than <laughs> Finnish politics. But but I can tell you that the, the Finns have always been sort of, you know, pre-World War II, they were sort of a backwater territory yep. out, you, you know, out in eastern uh, Scandinavia that nobody really knew about. This is a coming out party for them. And, you know, they've now joined NATO, which was a huge thing, something they've wanted for a long time. And they finally got it because of the Russian menace. And now they have a a prime minister. No longer Sweden and Norway's shadow. Well, something like that. Yeah. (laughs) And also their economy is fantastic. So it's the envy envy of the Scandinavian world. Maybe hit on that. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. 
During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So I don't think we've ever transitioned from Finnish politics to uh, Kenny Lofton. I, I don't know how well, else to transition well, other than Finnish politics to sitting around penis pics. Yeah, right? this is a wild story. So Kenny Lofton was a longtime uh, major league. I'd say he was a star at the time. He's, He's not a superstar, a but he was a lead all-star, very fast, had sort of a a, a known identity in the Won sport. Won a couple cha- world championships, the whole thing, yeah. Um, he's been retired for a number of years. He has a, a a company. It's an investment and an NFT company that he's running called Center Block Asset Management and Proxima Corporation. Now, he just got sued by a guy named Brandon Tony, who was hired by the company uh, to 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 work there and was promised an $85,000 salary, according to the to this lawsuit, and never got paid a dime. Well, he says while he was working there, within a few months, uh, he talked to another employee, and this employee at the company was in charge of monitoring Kenny Lofton's Instagram and social media. Yeah. And in the course of doing so, that employee told Brandon, who is the who is the plaintiff, uh, I've seen uh, Kenny Lofton's penis. He yeah. sends DMs to various people and uh, just monitoring. These weren't sent to the employee. But yes. in monitoring his 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 accounts, I've noticed that he sends these out. Brandon says he immediately notified uh, the general counsel or the sort of powers that be at because the company. He was sending he was it reporting, for, and he had just the reason that the company cares at all is because there was somebody put in charge of monitoring this account and who was so, exposed to those. Who pictures. was exposed to those pictures? So Kenny Lofton was doing it with some sort of imprimatur of the of the company itself. It wasn't just his personal DM, or at least you know I com- don't I don't know the answer to that. It yeah. could have been like you're monitoring Kenny's accounts and he doesn't have separate ones because his following is his main account yeah. and he wanted to promote his company on his yeah. main account so you maybe get yeah. access so to So either way account. he was in some way making this sort of the official company account or speaking on behalf of the company or at least speaking in a way that would reflect upon the company. Potentially. And, and so Brandon obviously found this really troubling this was happening. Yeah and reported it to the, the company's HR and their general counsel and he says within two hours he was fired. Right. Now, this is the big deal of the lawsuit. This is why he's suing. He, if if someone reports up the food chain that they think something is going wrong, you're not allowed to fire that person over the reporting. You can still fire them if, if they're a bad employee, a host right. of other reasons, but you can't fire them because they reported something. That's called retaliation, and you can be sued Retaliation against a whistleblower. We hear about whistleblower lawsuits all the time now, and this is a classic, uh, assuming the allegations are true, That's right. a classic case of, of retaliating against a whistleblower. He, To your point, Derek, he had complained up to proper chains of command through HR about something which he felt was a violation of sort of workplace rules. Uh, and two hours later, to your, once again, to your point, he, he's he's fired. It's hard to say that it wasn't in direct retaliation for the whistleblowing. Yeah. I mean, look, the company is going to obviously have their day in court. They're going to say, say a very different story. They're going to say something along the lines of he wasn't performing. They're going to have an excuse as to why he was fired that isn't related to the reporting. But the fact scenario, as if it plays out, is tough for them. Because yeah. when you do it within hours of a reporting, uh, that just looks bad. The, only, really thing, does. the only thing would save Lofton and the company this point were are a series of emails that they had internally where they were contemplating firing him anyways and that was they were going to pull the trigger on this date uh 
Otherwise, I just think that this is a terrible, terrible lawsuit. It's a really bad look, if nothing else. Yeah. He also says he just wasn't paid, which is a violation of wage and hour laws. So this is not a good look for Kenny Lofton in several ways because he's a, he's the type of guy, like, I don't know that he had a sterling reputation, but it was never the type of bad boy persona. No, ne- never heard Kenny Lofton, you never heard these sort of stories. And, and he's running an asset management firm. He was a guy with some sort of, like, integrity and bearing to, like... Kenny Lofton's always been a very sharp guy. I think yeah. he knew what he was doing. This is such a, such a, a strange miss. story. A, yeah. Uh, last story, uh, Derek, House of the Dragon, the HBO series, the prequel to the Game of Thrones. It was launched on Saturday night. Jason it, loves nerd stuff. Let me it, just preface this. Hey, I okay? like, I like, Jason I loves like, dragons. I like business. I like ratings. <laughs> uh, blew the doors off the place. Exceeded expectations with 10 million viewers. Uh, the largest debut in HBO history for any show. It didn't No surprise there. They're one of the biggest franchises they've ever launched, right? It didn't compare. I did see that the final episode of Game of Thrones got nearly twice as many, close to 20 million viewers. But that's the most, I think the, at the time, the most watched show in yeah. cable history. Even though it fell off at the end, a lot of anticipation for House of the Dragon, right? A lot of anticipation. And, and I got to tell you, I watched it, went to a whole viewing party with friends. And it was, uh, it, I thought it lived up to expectations. The uh, the viewership was off the charts, r- really happy. Best possible time for Warner Brothers. They were suffering some pretty big L's over the last week and a half. Or so. Yeah, a lot's been going on at Warner Brothers. So there was a, you know, just to give some context, Warner Brothers has had a transition in management that's been really, really significant, uh, moving to the CEO from Discovery. Well, well they were owned by AT&T yes. for a long time. In, uh, they, HBO is a Warner Brothers property. Warner Brothers was owned by AT&T for, for many, many years. AT&T uh, spun them off and then merged them with the Discovery Channel. It's now Warner Discovery. Yes, and I, I don't Discovery know, is a different brand than Warner Brothers. Yes, but so, they were merging them together in the in the in an effort to create a steaming, uh, st- steaming, <laughs> a streaming behemoth. <laughs> that was Freudian. <laughs> a steaming what? <laughs> a streaming behemoth yeah. to compete with the Disney's and everything else with all that content that both Warner has and Discovery has. Going to pull them together, but a big part of that is HBO and the new programming that HBO was coming up with. One of their first uh, efforts was at uh, Warner's was was to create the new Bat. Girl, Batgirl show a movie a gigantic a part gigantic of the DC universe they spent 90 million dollars in development and, and you'll never see it. it you will never see it unless it one day pops up on YouTube somewhere because they thought that apparently the rumors are they felt that it was such a poor product and they didn't know that if they spent the next tens of millions to actually get it going and advertise it they would ever even make that money back it was supposed to be a straight to streaming it was supposed to really launch forward the Warner Discovery streaming uh, network an unbelievable development the, the thought was was the write-off value as yes. a tax as a as, as a tax as a consequence yeah. is better than what they could have yes. earned in terms of new uh, subscribers to HBO Max, which is jaw-dropping. You don't yeah. see this very often, particularly for a ninety million dollar investment. Maybe right. for a small project, they'll shelve right. it. Uh, but but that, I, I that think is it's the largest shelved investment that we've ever seen. And then this is right on the heels of one of their other cornerstone projects, The Flash. The star of The Flash was Ezra Miller, and they had filmed quite a bit of The Flash movie. Ezra Miller is now accused of doing some awful things with it with an underage girl. We won't get into it. You can read about it anywhere you want. And they are at a real crossroads what to do with that movie. There's been talks about shelving that movie altogether, about re- recasting it and refilming huge swaths of it. Yes. But it's going to be a multi-tens of million dollar loss in what they've already invested in Ezra Miller in that movie, which they're now going to have to redo. They're going to take a huge L. So 
Anyway, and, and the DC long- is the counterpoint to the Marvel juggernaut yes. over at Disney Plus. And, and Disney recently came out uh, and said they actually have more subscribers across all of their platforms than Netflix. So yes. Disney Plus is now the big dog right. in the neighborhood. And everyone sort of expected that. They have the big yeah. library of all the Marvel movies. They've yeah. got all the Disney the Star classics. Wars. They've got a million different They're things. churning yeah. out all these series on Marvel and everything has been very successful. But, Warner's in a different, w- different but, spot. Well, Warner's got a huge library. They also have the entire Harry Potter series. They've got some real assets, but part of that they're trying to develop is this DC asset. They've got they've yeah. got Wonder Woman that did quite well. They've got these weird, you know, Batman movies that sometimes do okay and sometimes do really poorly. Very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. And they've never they've always been very dark. Everything's very dark in the Warner universe and yep. the uh, Warner universe. Anyway, a big question they, is the guy at the helm doesn't maybe believe as much in the DC project as he believes in. You know, he came from Discovery, where you churn out a lot of cost efficient shows that yes. get decent ratings. Discovery has a big reputation. Yeah. So is he going to invest in making DC right. better? It doesn't look but like in any event, so just to close this loop, the House of the Dragon did exceptionally well. I really think that they are celebrating at the Warner level at HBO, certainly, because they now have something that they think they can build on. And I say it was really, really good. I know you love dragon shows, Derek. Yeah, look, I think they made the right move. <laughs> I, I can't stand dragons and fantasy. It's It's just not my cup of tea. Have you ever tried to watch it? I've never watched it. Yeah, because you're, you're because you're just turning your back on something that's great. There's fire breathing dragons. There are fire breathing dragons. Yeah, and there's like White Walkers. Can twenty? <laughs> let me ask you a question. I can't. I can't stomach can, it. Can twenty million Americans be wrong about anything? Oh, oh I don't think you want to go, <laughs> go down that road. Yeah. Anyway. All right, guys. Thanks very much. We will uh, see you again five days a week on the TMZ podcast. Yeah. See you see then. Bye.